Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the League of Evil Moms. <laughs> I am your host, Nobukosi Mafu, and on this show, I aim to create a supportive community for African mothers and parents raising their beautiful brown skin babies all over the world. We all know and understand the unique challenges we face every single day as a result of racism in our places of work, in our children's schools, on the sports field, on the bus, at the grocery store. We get very little rest from it. It's everywhere. And we can't always be there to protect our children from it all, but I know that we can provide each other with the knowledge and support that will empower us to empower our children so that when they step out into the world, they can do so with their chests proud and their chins high and with the courage to show up as their full selves, knowing that they have the right to take up space in this world. Now, this show, first and foremost, is for my African mamas. I am you. I love you. But it's also for anyone with children, anyone who knows of children, anyone who loves children, anyone who's ever seen a children, or anyone that even knows how to spell the word children. In fact, the only people for whom this show may not be is children. But hey, they're yours. I'll let you decide. This is also the part where I mention that here at The League, you will hear the occasional curse word and that is your warning. So mamas, papas, aunties, gokos, cousins, kulus, y'all know the drill. Get comfy, get cozy, grab yourself a fat glass of wine, itie, some water if you need it, because I know some of y'all listening are not drinking enough water. Shit, get some whiskey if you need it, because I know these damn kids really be trying it with us sometimes. So get comfy, get cozy, because the league has assembled. Okay, so here at The League, the first order of business is a little segment I like to call Give Yourself a Fucking Break. And for this week's Give Yourself a Fucking Break, I am going to share (laughs) a pretty funny story, actually. So some of you might have seen on Instagram um, that I was painting my... Uh, condo. And um, what you saw me painting is like something that I started in, I think it was like March. (laughs) My place is not that big, but I started painting in March and uh, I just, I just couldn't, uh, it was painting is so boring. You guys, it's so boring. Um, and I was getting really annoyed with myself, you know, because, you know, when when you're painting, you've moved shit out of the way, you know, you've, it's just like living in a construction zone. And that was actually starting to stress me out as well. Um, and then I started getting really down on myself, like, oh, you're so irresponsible, blah, 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 blah. Um, so then I, so then eventually I was just like, okay, give yourself a fucking break. You'll finish painting when you finish painting. And I did finish painting. It was just six months later. And, um, I got so sick of painting. 
actually that on on the one wall I ended up just putting up wallpaper which looks fabulous um but all this to say that sometimes we start a project we think about starting a project and then we procrastinate we make excuses we don't do it whatever and then you start to get really down on yourself um don't do that that's energy you could be using to get your project off the ground and or finish whatever you're doing so give yourself a fucking break like sometimes it's a big deal but hey just remember we're all gonna die one day anyways okay now back to the show and we're back. So this week I wanted to talk about self-care and what it means to me. Self-care, I think, is a very personal, um, it's a personal thing because what I need to feel well is not going to be the same as what you need to feel well. It's not going to be the same as what she needs to feel well. It's not going to be the same as what he needs to feel well. Um, and I've learned that being able to provide yourself with the right kind of self-care takes self-awareness. You need to understand yourself so that you can give yourself what you need um, in continually, continuously, and also in those moments when you need acute care. So uh, this week, I'm just going to share with you how I take care of myself, uh, even when it's really, really hard to do so. Uh, so if you didn't listen to episode 10, the one before, I encourage you to go back and listen. It'll give you an idea of my struggles with mental illness, uh, and and the journey I've been on uh, with that. So for me, self-care is an everyday thing. You know, like we hear of cute things like self-care Sunday. And I think there's a wonderful, it's like when you block out time to do something wonderful for yourself. And I think that's great and it's very important. Uh, it can also be difficult to carve that time out because it's a little bit more involved not always but um that's how i found it like i used to try and do self-care sundays where i'd do a face mask and um listen to some music and just have like a little date by myself um and i found that there would be times when that just felt like too much effort and then I wouldn't do it. And then because that was the one self-care event, quote unquote, uh, then I wouldn't get really uh, a dedicated self-care. Uh, but then in exploring what helps me feel well as somebody living with bipolar disorder, um, I started uh, really paying attention to what were my triggers? What triggers my uh, mania? What triggers my depression? And things that trigger my mania are lack of sleep, uh, being overly stimulated. Um, yeah, I think those are the two main things. So for instance, if I go to... Uh, 
a like a game night for instance with friends you know game night is fun it's high energy you know i love that it's it's so great and then if and then the next day i go out for brunch and then that afternoon i then go ride a bike and then the next day i do something else for me that's too much i have the energy uh, to do all those things. I, I am a high energy person. I'm fit. So I can, my body can withstand that level of activity. However, for my brain, it's too much stimulation. And so my mood starts to ramp up and up and up and up and up. And then when that happens, I then struggle to sleep. And when I struggle to sleep, that also ratchets things up. So like this weekend, for instance, um, Friday night, I went uh, to an event and then I went out afterwards with my partner to celebrate. We didn't get into bed until five in the morning. We were up by nine. We went and had brunch and then I had to travel back to the island uh, and by the time I was on the ferry coming back, I could feel that uh, I was I was on my way to uh, a manic state. Like I couldn't focus. I couldn't um, I couldn't keep my mind on a single thought for more than you know twenty seven to forty five seconds. And the thing with me when I'm uh, going into a manic state is I start to seek that stimulation because I'm like, I'm amped. I want to go, go, go. And so I, I search out that stimulation, which then creates that positive feedback loop. Or is it a negative feedback? I don't know. I think it's a positive. Um, and so for me, what my self-care now has to look like is being very aware of uh, those situations and those triggers. So for instance, when I do do a high energy thing, for instance, like a game night, I have to consciously say to myself, well, tomorrow you're, we're going to stay home and just like read a book or, you know, go for a walk, uh, go for a walk on, on a trail, something, something that's very low key so that I can re-regulate. And then I then also know that I have to go to bed early. I have to get some sleep. And so that will mean I'm not on my screen before uh, before bedtime, like for an hour, an hour and a half before bedtime. I try to then limit my screen time so that when I get into bed, I can sleep. Um, when I'm also approaching that manic state, I lose my appetite. I don't. I feel like I don't need to eat. I don't need to sleep. So then I'll stop eating. And so when I feel that, then I have to push myself to say, hey, you haven't eaten today, you know, why don't you make yourself a sandwich or why don't you, you know, cook? And another thing is I talk to myself out loud, like just how I'm saying, you know, you haven't eaten. I will actually say those words to myself. Hey, you haven't eaten today. Um, why don't you make yourself some whatever? Hey, I, you know, we're not sleeping very well right now. Why don't you, you know, try and take a nap? I talk to myself out loud, uh, because it helps mobilize me to do what I need to do. So my self-care can, from the outside, just look like everyday things. Um, but because I'm aware of what I need to feel well, then I have to be very intentional about those things. Things then that also 
uh, trigger my depression um, can be things like conflict, for instance, when I when I have a disagreement with with my partner or my mom. My mom and I have a lot of conflict, or um, you know, if something you know, if I, if I if I'm having a hard time at work, if I was having a hard time at work, uh, and I don't and I don't talk about that with someone to say you know, I'm really struggling with this. And if I just bottle it up inside, then my mind kind of starts to create, you know, really false narratives about the situation instead of it being, I had a, you know, I had a disagreement with my mom. The narrative in my head turns to, you're a really shit daughter. Do you know that? You're pretty, and then I just kind of start to pile up on myself, which, you know, then creates another feedback loop of its own. And I just kind of spiral downward. And so when I feel that coming, my self-care has to look like it, my self-care starts the moment um, I come to in the morning when I wake up, where I say, I know it feels like we're waking up on the wrong side of the bed today, but let's just get up and take a shower. And I'll get up and I'll take a shower. And then I'll be like, great. Now, why don't you do your skincare routine? Great. Okay, now let's, let's brush your teeth. Great. Now let's make the bed. Great. Now let's tidy. I have to take those tiny little steps, knowing that sometimes all I can do is take the shower and then go back to bed. That's what it looks like for me sometimes. Um Staying connected to people that I trust and love is crucial um, to keeping myself from getting to those low points. Uh, so, you know, people in my support circle are people like my cousin, Wooly, my friend Kim. Um, I don't want, like, if, if you're listening and I, like, I'm you're important to me. You know who you are. <laughs> but there are people that when I'm starting to feel low, I reach out to them and I'll say, you know what, sometimes I don't even need to talk about what's going on with me and what's going wrong, but I just know I need to talk to somebody. Because those people, when I am feeling low, they'll remind me of who I am. Or sometimes it helps me step outside of my own namos, my own problems, my own chlupegos and just engage with them. Maybe they're having a hard time. You know, maybe their kid did something funny. Maybe their kid like broke something. Maybe just whatever. I step outside of myself and into my friend's world. So staying connected to people uh, and being open with them when I'm doing, when I'm having a hard time, but also when I'm doing well, um, it helps keep me afloat. And so that connection for me is very, very important, especially because when I'm starting to feel depressed, my into my my um, my reflex is to withdraw, not not return friends calls, not text, um, just shut myself off. Um, so that connection for me is a very critical part of my self-care. And then also being really conscious of the people that I allow into my space is another tool for self-care that is very important to me. You know, there's a, 
my my circle of friends is quite small in terms of the people I spend time with physically. It's very small. And there's a lot of people, for instance, former coworkers. I didn't hang out with my coworkers. I just didn't care to because um, I just felt like it was such a drain on my energy that... And I honestly didn't even enjoy it. I was just like, I don't have anything in common with these people. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> I don't drink. This place is too loud. Your conversation is boring. And for me, that gets me agitated. And agitation is another thing that um, leads me to feeling to those feelings of depression or being in that depressive state because I get agitated and then I, I become angry and then I become mean and nasty. And then I become, um, I come down on myself for being mean, for being agitated, for being frustrated with people. And then I start to say, you know, you're kind of a shit moody bitch. Do you know that? Um, and that doesn't help because then I feel like I don't want to be around people because I don't want to snap at people. I don't want to be a bitch. But <laughs> but sometimes, you know, I'm that that agitation, whatever it is, that it just kind of snowballs and sometimes it gets away from me. So for me, removing myself from certain groups is just part of how I take care of myself. Um, and so I think when when you think of self-care, I think it's important that we realize that it's not all the big, fun, fluffy things like face masks and painting your nails. It starts with getting to know who you are and saying, if if you're the kind of person that um, needs, uh, let's say hugs, let's say hugs are an important part of your feeling well, you know, then communicate that to a partner or a friend or somebody that you trust um, because asking for help is also self-care and it's, it's really important. So it's important to identify what it is exactly that it, that it is that makes you feel good and then ask for it and then build a lifestyle that incorporates as much of those self-care things into it naturally, um, for me, I you know, just feeling the sun on my skin, I love it. And so um, a lot of the time I'll sit outside with a book and just feel the sun on my skin. For me, that's self-care, taking that moment to go sit in the sun. That is self-care. Um, doing a yoga practice that helps bring me to a mindful state. Uh, it calms me down. And so I try to come back to the mat. A lot of the times, it's like for the past two weeks, I don't think I've done, I think I've only done one yoga practice. I do feel a resistance to coming to the mat. Um, and so part of the self-care for me is to get over that hump to say, you're going to feel so much better after you do this yoga practice. So please can, please can we go and do yoga? And then afterwards, I'll say to myself, thank you so much for doing that for me. I really needed it. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, bring that self-awareness to yourself. Firstly, be a little bit selfish and carve out the time you need to do those things that you need to do. And I think this is especially important if you are a mother. We come from a, a culture, I think, that 
kind of looks down, especially on women, for doing things just for themselves. It's almost like our energy is only for expending on others, our parents, our children, our partners, the church, work, whatever. And we have to get really deliberate about conserving our own energy for ourselves. I would even say preserve the best parts of yourself for yourself because when you take care of yourself, when you pour into yourself, you come back being a better mother because you're happy and fulfilled and refreshed and rejuvenated. You're a better wife, you're a better partner, you're a better sister, you're a better daughter. But it, it starts with taking care of yourself. My self-care journey has been as drastic as leaving my job. I left my job because um, it was such an unhealthy environment for me and it was causing me a great deal of psychological pain. It was making my mental health so much more difficult. And so then I, I eventually realized that if you can choose between your mental health wellness or a paycheck, and because I've been to the edge of mental illness. I've been right at the edge of mental illness. I realized that, it, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for me to keep doing this, um, knowing what the risk is to myself. And so this time has really given me an opportunity to take care of myself in little ways and big ways. You know, the little ways is things like making sure I get enough water to drink. Uh, for me, another self-care thing is keeping my home clean and tidy. I love making my bed each morning. I love tidying. I love looking around my home and everything is in its place. For me, that's self-care. Um, and so for me, self-care has become a part of the way I live. I have to bring awareness to it. I have to be conscious. I have to practice it every single day. And it's been a game changer for me. It is a game changer for me. So, and also rest. Rest is a, is a big, 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 big self-care thing. And I think a lot of us as African women um, have, have this idea that rest is a form of laziness. I, like I know in my household growing up, that's what it was looked at. You know, it would literally be like, you're sitting, you couldn't find anything to do. <laughs> no, this is something, to, this resting is doing something. It's self-care. So I encourage you this week to take those little moments for yourself, to take care of yourself, whatever it, it, whatever it is. Ask yourself, what is it that I need to do to feel well? Maybe even write it down. And, and make a commitment to yourself that I am going to keep coming back to this list of the things that I've written down, that I've said, these are things that make me feel well. And I'm going to consciously come back to them. And then just notice how you feel. Because I, I bet you it is going to make such a difference. And you're going to feel better and the people around you are going to feel better. And I think when our children when our children see us being happy and healthy and radiant and rejuvenated, they might not even know 
um, necessarily that that's what they're experiencing, but they feel it. They feel our energy. They they see it in the way we speak to them, to their to their dads, to to their grandparents, whoever are called. They see that, and it rubs off on them. And so, I encourage you take care of yourself so that you can so that you can radiate that joy and that wellness. And you can also model for your children what it looks like to take care of yourself. So when they grow up, self-care isn't going to be a novel idea like it has been for a lot of us. It can be something that they just grew up knowing. Oh yeah, self-care, my mom did that shit all the time. So yeah, self-care, you need it, I need it, your man needs it, your girl needs it, your mom needs it, your dad. Hey, listen, we all need it. So I challenge you, take good, good uh, care of yourself. So that's been episode 11, self-care. I hope I've given you some ideas on how you can start to build uh, and design a tailor-made, a bespoke <laughs> a self-care routine for yourself. We need it. It's crucial and it'll make you feel better. It'll make your family feel better. It'll make everybody else around you feel better because you are showing up better. So thank you for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, if you are enjoying the content I'm putting out here at The League, I encourage you to please, please, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find it. And then I want to also encourage you to please share it with a friend. And since the theme this week of uh, the ep- of the podcast has been self-care, mental health, all that kind of stuff, I have a special offering for my listeners. If you feel like you would like to incorporate yoga into your self-care routine, I am going to be giving out one week passes to my Glow membership, which is an online yoga platform. So you can go on and explore. They have wonderful classes for all different skill levels from beginner to um, expert yogi. You can choose the intensity. You can choose the length of the practice that you do. So if you always felt like you wanted to try yoga, but you always felt some kind of way, maybe you're too shy to go to a studio, send me an email at uh, leagueofevilmoms at gmail.com. I will hook you up with a login and then you can try it out for yourself in the comfort of your own home. Uh, So yeah, Uh, keep that in mind. Send me that email. And if you just want to say, hi, what up? You love the show. Hey, put that in a review, but also send me an email. I love, I love, I love hearing from you. Okay. This has been the League of Evil Moms. I am your host, Nobukosi Mafu. I will see you next week, but for now, we are out.